Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Central Virginia Sport Performance Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jay DeMeo. And today, I'd, I'd kind of like to take a step back to the old My Thoughts Monday format and hopefully share a little bit of, let's just call it experience with some of the coaches out there and talk about really what is one of the most unique times of the year, and that is this whole March-April period, uh, and, and kind of reflect and share some things that I've made mistakes in and hopefully areas that can help other coaches have a, you know, kind of a detour from some of the the errors that I've made in the past and hopefully save y'all from bumping your toes or tripping and falling on your face here like old Greybeard has in the past. Um, But first, obviously, I mean, this is one of the greatest times of the year, right? March is absolutely fantastic, you know, and, and for those of you who the opportunity to cut down the nets and everyone who has the opportunity to continue playing in the postseason. There's nothing like March. There's nothing like the tournament. There's nothing like the tournaments, the NIT and CBI and, you know, obviously the NCAA tournament, how great the experience is, how fun it is, how amazing all of it is, you know, the, the thrill of all of it. So I hope that those of you that are involved are really able to take a step back and, and soak it all in because I can tell you from firsthand experience that, being in the middle of it at times, it feels like it goes too fast. So I hope that you can sit there, take a step back and just kind of look around and, and really take it all in because it really is. There's nothing like it. It's it's sensational. So for all y'all that are taking the time to listen to this while you're either flying out or before your pregame rituals or whatever it may be, you know, congratulations. And I hope you're able to enjoy it. And for those of us who unfortunately are not in these situations, you know, there's there's that FOMO, right? There's 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 multiple levels of FOMO. There's you know, obviously the disappointment of not continuing to play, and, and the the brutal harsh reality that the season ends with a buzzer, and all the work kind of didn't culminate with what the goal was, and that is to continue playing. But all too often, right, we we run into this predicament where you're sitting there in the locker room, and obviously you're disappointed, and you're you know that. You didn't continue to keep playing. You're sad because you're losing some players that if you know you've gotten the opportunity to work with. Um, but then you continue to look around the locker room, and you start to get this excitement because you look at the players that you have, and you you think of how far they've come, and you know the standards that they've set, and the improvements that they've made, and you look at this as a time that all of a sudden it's like, man, we got to get back to work. And I'm here to ask you to take a step back as someone who's made this mistake and slow down. Just take a deep breath and slow down. It's a long season. It's a long time to keep going. And it's a lot on these kids. It's a lot on you too. And trust me when I say this, that the older you get, the harder it is on you as well. But slow down. It's hard for me to say this. It's hard for me to do this. But this is something that I'm making a much, much more concerted effort to do. And that is slow down. And really slow down bringing them back. Because they need a break. Their bodies need time to recover. They need to heal. They need to be college kids for a little bit. They need to kind of let off steam and relax 
They need to catch up on schoolwork, too. And let's be honest, most of us need a lot of that, too. Need some time to breathe, some time to be at home, some time to do something outdoors or with our families or around the house, something different to let our battery recharge as well. Because, you know, we've been practicing since what? Early October, late September, like real practice. And with the rules through the summer, it's not like it ever really stops. So this is a time where both for the student athletes and for you as an individual, slowing down is important. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup is like the cheesy cliche statement of the day, right? But it couldn't be more true. Because we could come back and we can start lifting on Pi Day, right? 314. And we could come back and have all the energy in the world and be as excited as possible. But then that candle's going to be burnt out in April. For what? For the kids to go home for a few weeks and start over in mid-May? I just don't see the, the value in it. There's probably greater value in making sure that you're able to return the players to the best health possible, to allow them to recharge, to give them a breath, give them a break, and allow them to be excited to come back and train again. You know, I, I think we also need to slow down with our programming. I think, I mean, at least personally, I know that I spend a lot of the in-season looking at what we did trying to find the next steps, reevaluating, plug and play, what's showing up, what isn't. But all too often we sit there and we look at it and we say that we have the answers for X, Y, and Z before we sit down with our medical staff and talk about injuries and how the players adapted and what we saw throughout the year. We get all excited about how these regressions and progressions have improved or what our next steps are in the programming before we even talk to the coaches to see what their point of view was. Like, what did they see? What showed up? What didn't? We get so elated in the new toys that we're adding to our weight room before we even figure out if the toys we had worked or didn't with the players. And what they thought, and what they thought showed up and didn't show up. Things that they thought worked well, and things that, quite frankly, they think is a waste of time. And you could have all the objective measurements you want to show the coaches, well, I did do that. And the trainers, well, we did work to prevent this or, you know, decrease the risk of this. And with the players, well, we did things that should have impacted that. But subjectively, if they don't think it worked and it didn't contribute to them improving, their opinion needs to be just as vital and just as important and just as valuable as the metrics that you've taken. We have a cheesy cliche of things that we say at the end of the bench, and that's every time it works, it does. And yeah, you can look at statistics, and you can look at your metrics, and you can look at recovery rates, and all this, that, and the third, but if the players don't think it worked, did it? Just something to think about. Obviously something to have a conversation about. And something that we're going to try to be a lot better with here, we're going to really sit down with these players and ask a few questions. You know, really, what's, you know, what did you think we did well? What worked? 
what did you really not like or what did you think was kind of a waste of time and didn't carry over at all? And what are some things that we need to do better? You know, I think that those are really important questions to get answered. And, it, you know, obviously you need to have the relationship with your players to be able to get an open, honest, and candid you know, answer to those. But I think that getting the answer to those can really help drive your programming. Now, just going back to the first one, if we didn't do that and we didn't wait to talk with the players and to evaluate things with the sports medicine and coaching staff, well, then what? Now we're, we're starting training without any outside information and not, without any direction as to how we can improve and be better to put out a better product. So now we're just kind of throwing things in there randomly if we do this after the fact. Instead of taking the time and slowing down and evaluating it thoroughly, crossing those ideas and those different thought processes and these things that, quite frankly, might be different than what your plan was with the plan that you've come up with, figuring out, A, if they'll fit together, B, if they will, how can they fit together, and then C, how can you reverse engineer this so that you continue to progress through? Because there's no reason of putting the specific things that are going to transfer to the game directly in in April. It's like six months before practice even starts. We need to build into these things so that they're better prepared for practice so they can practice more more often at a higher intensity and a greater duration but i think that that's another thing we get this feedback and we think automatically we have to correct that problem today in march or april or may when in reality if we slow down and we look at what we're doing and how we can get to improving that we could provide even better and that brings me to the third point where I think that we need to slow down with, and that is with our progressions. Again, we kind of get, you know, the new toy on Christmas excited when it's time to get back to work and we want to go crazy and we want to push things and we want to have awesome training sessions and we want things to be perfect and all these things when in reality we can take a big step back and start reevaluating what we're doing. Have we reverse engineered what we need to do as best as possible so that we are providing the best progressions throughout the year to do the best that we can ensure that they're growing and evolving and adapting in a positive manner? Have we even established what those goals are? You know, what is important? Is it simply that everybody needs to put on 10 pounds? Is it we need to improve our fitness, you know, our aerobic conditioning so that we can practice at a higher level for longer? Is it whatever? Do they need to get faster? Do they need, like, what are you actually trying to train them to do? And then have you taken time to rebuild the players? It, it's a long season. They're going to practice all summer. we got a little bit of time here where we can do some things to help with tissue quality. We can do some things where we can talk about how well they move and, and rebuilding patterns and so that they can train more efficiently, safer, at a higher level. 
And then how are you progressing them through this? What are the steps to move forward? How are you monitoring progress? What are you doing in those ways? Instead of just diving in head first and being like, we've got to go after it. We've got to get crazy in these training sessions have to be the best ever, which trust me, I'm pointing the thumb right now. I've made that mistake more times than I'd like to admit. Because really at the end of the day, there's only two things that you can do if you are training your student athletes in March and April in preparation for the upcoming season. You can begin to lay the foundation and the groundwork of what will be a successful offseason, which would include setting the standards, improving techniques, and setting people up to be successful later through increasing their mobility and their tissue quality and all those things so that they can perform the means that you deem most important to have the highest degree of transfer later at a higher level. Or you can push them too hard, too fast, and do something too crazy, and you can ruin it because someone can get hurt. What's the point in going too hard, too fast, too crazy, and putting someone in a compromised situation that could then jeopardize the season? So slow down. Take a breath. Give the kids some time. Give yourself some time. Slow down with your programming. Ask for input and be honest that you want it. Actually listen to rebuild and to help grow your toolbox so what you can provide is better. And slow down with how you're progressing. We talk all the time about the bottom of the triangle and building that bigger. But then when we get into the off season, all of a sudden, we just start going crazy and we get the zoomies like my dogs do and we start going nuts with the training. Slow down. The athletes will thank you for it and everyone associated with you will thank you for it. Because if you're going a million miles an hour in April, it's really hard to go a million miles an hour in July. And if you can't go a million miles an hour in July, how are you going to go a million miles an hour in October, November, December? Build them up. Take your time, slow down with it. But that's just old Graybeard's thoughts for the week. Figured I'd jump back on and, and share some of these every now and then, hopefully help some people out. So hopefully you took something from this. Hopefully you're taking a step back and thinking, wow, that's great. Maybe some people are sitting here telling, saying, you know, this old man needs to shut up and stop saying, get off my lawn. But either way, that's fine. You know, it's, Mistakes that I've made that hopefully me sharing these thoughts can help you avoid from making them yourself. But appreciate you all. And as always, truly grateful for everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another awesome guest so you don't have to listen to me ramble. We'll see you then.